I welcome you to the greatest show on earth. Created to be a creator. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Created to Be Creative podcast. And today we're talking about the creative power of healing. We have evangelist Jamie Montero. Montero? Montero. Montero. Montero here with us today. Come on. Tell everybody what's up. What's going on, y'all? It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for letting me be here. Definitely. I really, this, if you don't know anything about this precious young lady, she is incredible. So you're following the right pe- person and you're listening to the right people. Most definitely. Even though this is round two. Hey, the first time was practice. <laughs> first practice time was makes perfect. Practice, perp- it crashed. Um, tell us who Jamie Montero is. <clears throat> That is a great question, and here's the reality of it. There's many layers that make me up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> definitely titles and, 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 and um, roles don't yeah. define me. So people will be like, hey, listen, you're an evangelist. I am honored by the name, but I'm Jamie. Yeah. Reality, the greatest thing that anybody ever gave me, and it's a gift that still is useful to me, is my name. Yeah. And uh, so first and foremost, man, Jamie is uh, somebody that loves Jesus. So he, Jamie used to be a drug addict and a drug dealer and just chaotic and angry and lost and broken. And Jesus changed me and Jesus saved me. And, and because of all the things that Jesus has done for me mm-hmm. and done in me, it produced a love for him. And the Bible says this. It says, those that have been forgiven much, love much. That's good. And so the first <laughs> thing about Jamie, if I was wanting to say, hey, listen, let's write a biography about my life. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I would want people to know is that, man, I love Jesus. Yeah. He is the priority yeah. of my life. Uh, secondly is I have been married for 26 uh, years. I am a husband. Yeah. And uh, faithful, love my bride with all of my heart. I still call her my bride because the Bible says a contentious wife is like a dripping faucet. I don't mm. want one of them. <laughs> so I'll keep her my bride. I've been yeah. married 26 years. Um, her name is Michelle. I Her nickname is AKA Fire because <laughs> she's hot. I've found out this. Listen, it, it, do not ever go, go, go into a movie theater and scream fire because you will get arrested. I was just looking for my bride and I had popcorn and, and, and a soda and I was looking for my bride and I almost got arrested. Um, the, I'm, a, I'm a father. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a lover of Jesus. I'm a husband, but I'm a father. I have three beautiful children, 25, 22 are my girls. And then I have a 16 year old son. And uh, man, those are my gifts. Those yeah. are my jewels. Yeah. And uh, then I have a grandbaby. My 25-year-old daughter gave us our first grandbaby. Her name is Gracie James, named mm. after me. Wow. Uh, which is crazy. Just I wouldn't have named anybody after me. Um, but, man, I am grateful that yeah. I get to be a grandpa. It's so fun. <laughs> and then I'm an evangelist. I'm an entrepreneur. I own yeah. multiple businesses. Um, I'm, I, I love people. Yeah. That's who Jamie is. Yeah. Health coach. Health coach. Yeah. Own an electrical business. Yeah. All that. All that. And listen, let me, you need, funny you bring up health coach. If you would have just taken me back three and a half years ago, I didn't even know how to be healthy. <laughs> like, like I thought you had to like be in the gym 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You yeah. ate nothing but lettuce with nothing else on it. And man, I became a health coach and lost 61 pounds wow. and kept it off for three years now. And just everything in my life's changed. So yeah, health coach is part of who Jamie Monterey is. That's what's up. So let's talk about, we're talking about the creative power of healing. Um, first thing God did was he healed you. Um, he restored you back to him. Yes. Um, 
you gave us a story about, well, in the previous one that I want you to kind of go over it again, um, how you met your wife. Basically, you said you started your own Bible study. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Absolutely. <clears throat> so um, the, the cre- creative power of healing, it really starts with me, yeah. right? Be- before God, the Bible says this, the word went forth and it healed them, mm. right? So you got to start at the core because if the core of the person ain't healthy, yeah. Then or healed, then everything else was yeah. right. So you got to change. It's not go back to just a thought with the health, right? Uh, going to the gym doesn't make somebody healthy. Yeah, it's what they eat. That's good. But let's go a step further. It's what they think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you think healthy, you eat healthy. Yeah. You live healthy. Yeah. Well, I was go back. I mean, I've always been known as someone that was in trouble. I was always, always in trouble. Like, Henri and my aunts used to have a saying, if you want to find Jamie, find trouble. He'll be right in the middle of it. And wow. guess what? I lived up to that expectation. Yeah. That's what they expected. That's what they got. And started selling drugs when I was uh, when I was 11 years old. And not because I was like, hey, let's sell drugs. <laughs> it was, there was a desire in me that I wanted to be independently wealthy. Yeah. I didn't want to have to ask somebody's <clears throat> permission to do things in life. So, hey, what? let's do whatever it takes to make sure uh, that I have what I want. And and then that birthed into, man, just opportunities. My mom gets radically saved, starts dragging me to church. And, you know, we went to church. We grew up going to church Christmas and Easter. Mm. And those were the only times didn't know anything about it. I used to have this mindset. I'd look up at this, this, the church that I would sit in and there would be a statue of Jesus. And as I'm staring at this statue of Jesus, I'm like, how could he help us? He never even <laughs> helped himself. Yeah. Like if this is supposed to be God. Wow. Right. And my, my, my imagery of Jesus was so perverted and so just distorted. It mm-hmm. was wrong. But the other thing is, is I'm like going, okay, they're talking about all these miracles that Jesus did. Like I can't even feel Jesus. Yeah. Like if I'm if if I'm just being real with you, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's what I hope we we can do tonight <clears throat> or today is if I'm just being real, I can feel drugs. Yeah. I can feel sex. I yeah. can feel alcohol. I yeah. can feel you know sad. I can feel depressed. I can feel happy, but I walk into church, I don't feel nothing. So it can't be real, and I yeah. just dismissed it. Then I I had this encounter with God, and uh, God told me to start this Bible study, and I started this Bible study. Um, just from three of my friends and we were in the high, in our, uh, hallways of our high school. And I'm like, Hey, listen, man, what if we invited some other people? Mm. What if we just, God can change our life. What if we invited other people and all of a sudden other people started coming? Now there's 150 people every day for lunch outside of the, we had five floors in our high school and the fifth floor was the science floor. And we'd be there every, every day. And all of a sudden I'm inviting them to youth ministry and they're like, wait a second, youth is on Wednesday. I'm not struggling on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm struggling on Fridays. I'm struggling on Saturdays. Is there anything else that we can do on those days? I said, let me ask my parents if we can do a Bible study. And uh, long story short, we opened up. My parents said I could do one. And all of a sudden, 200 kids are showing up every Friday. Wow. Turned their, our, their swimming pool into a baptismal. I mean, I, I didn't even know how to, I, you have to understand, I was so raw. Yeah. <laughs> but I was ignorant too. I was willing, I was ignorant. And I, I, I literally would stand up and I would just open up the book of the Bible, uh, the, the Bible and read out of uh, Romans and just read. 
yeah. the reason I'd read Romans because I thought something inside of me made me feel like the books of the Bible were based on nationalities. And so <laughs> I'm Italian, so let's read the Romans. Yeah. They're Italian. So maybe that's God's trying to speak to me through my heritage. And I just get up there and read. And mm-hmm. Romans, don't get me wrong, is a great book for people trying to find God. Yeah. And I was I was so raw that we would literally bring loaves of bread and grapes. And we Are would do sp- communion every Friday. Wow. And the reason I do grapes, because if we spill grape juice on my mama's carpet or couches, <laughs> I'm dying. And, and then yeah. there would be no more Bible study. And so we'd pass it around and people were getting radically saved. I'm talking hundreds of people. And it wasn't just junior hires and high schoolers. They were college people. Yeah. And it birthed, it's it's what I was created to do is just yeah. tell people about Jesus and create opportunities and environments for them to encounter him. So yeah. that's where it all started right there. Yeah. So let's talk about the healing of your marriage real quick. Um, tell us what happened. Because um, I really want you to tell them what you told me that night. Um, when you showed me the picture, you looked at your bride and what yep. did you say? I said that that was, I don't ever want to see that face again. Yeah. Um, and I, I said this earlier is in order to know the happily ever after, yeah, you have to know the beginning, mm-hmm. how it started. And in order to talk about the healing yeah, and where how it went well, you have mm-hmm. to go to where it went bad. Yeah. Okay. So I met my bride when I was seven years old, and she was my sister, my older sister's <laughs> best friend. And uh, if she was here, she would smack me. But um, <laughs> my bride is three years older than me. She'll say two and a half. Um <laughs> But she was sixth grade. I'm in third grade. Give her a picture. Says to my love, love, uh, love you, big sis. And there was a friendship. It just yeah. was strange. Even at that age, there was this little friendship. She said, "I, I would get on her nerves because girls weren't a thing. I just walk by and smack her in the back of the head. You know what I'm talking about? Just like yeah. you're in my house. Yeah. And and then it, in in junior high, you know, I she was just a pleasant person to talk to. Never yeah. thought of it as a romantic involvement or relationship. I just simply, man, she was my friend. And then she started coming to these Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Well, one particular night, I was doing homework uh, because people that are going to change the world still have to do their homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing math homework, and my sister walks up to me and says, "Hey, listen, have you ever considered like dating Shelley?" And I'm like, no, why? Yeah. And she's like, she she's interested in you. She really likes you. And I'm like, and all of a sudden I looked at her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like she's gorgeous. Yeah. I never thought about that, yeah. but I don't even know why I've not thought about that before. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. And we, but we didn't jump right into relationship. We yeah. jumped into friendship. Yeah. And we would talk and talk. And she would, my sister got married and moved away and she'd still come over and we'd just talk. Yeah. And we built, we built our relationship on friendship. That's good. It started in friendship. And, and then all of a sudden I, I turned away from God. I ran away from the Bible study, canceled it, went back to that lifestyle of just destruction. Mm. Well, one day, uh, my I was dating her at the time, and she said, you need to make a decision. It's either that or it's me. Mm. And I real I didn't realize at that time, I realize now that that was God literally, he knew the priorities in my life. Yeah. He knew that I wasn't going to listen to him. He knew I wasn't going to listen to, to um, uh, yeah, anybody else but her, even parents. Yeah. And uh, I said, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. What's crazy is that the same day that she said that, Mm-hmm. 
was um, the same day that one of my very best friends down the street from me, um, he, he lived literally half a block down from me. I was supposed to be him with him and a group of friends doing some stuff and he got shot and killed. Wow. And um, <clears throat> I realized that God had used her to save my life now. Yeah. Back then I was like, wow, that's crazy. I was supposed <laughs> to be there. Um, but in that, I got, I got engaged when I was 17, junior in high school. <laughs> a junior. A junior in high school. And here's, I, I literally, even back then, as ignorant as I was, I would not go out and buy. I bought a three-carat uh, three diamond for this yeah. girl. I'm 17 years old. I can't even pay my car payment at this time. And, and I'm buying this diamond because I was like, I'm committed to you. Yeah. I'm showing you, even at an early age, I know what I want. I'm giving everything to it. And I went and got two jobs to buy that because I wasn't going to buy it with drug money. I was going to buy it with anything else. I was going to, because I didn't want it to infect my marriage. Yeah. 17, get engaged, got married when I was 19, straight out of high school, Jesus got married Christ. and bought our first house when we were 18. I, I, oh, li wow. I literally, it was like, okay, I'm going to buy a truck or I'm going to buy a house. Let's buy a house. Let's get, <laughs> let's get mature. And so I bought this house, living there, graduated high school for... Um, graduated high school three months or six months early. And it's just crazy the things that lined up. Well, here's the biggest thing. All of a sudden, it was about friendship no more. Mm. I mm. stopped talking to her. Yeah. And we have this little girl. We get pregnant uh, after marriage. We have this little girl. And we've been married eight, 18 months. And we have a three-month-old little girl. And this little girl's sick all the time. Wow. I'm telling you, <clears throat> sick. She is... She, she's vomiting. She can't keep down her formula. She's, she's allergic to milk. She's allergic to soy. She's allergic yeah. to all these different things. She's got hives. She screams and cries. She's constantly in pain, just rashes all over her body. And we take her to the doctor. And the doctor says, he has his nurse literally take the baby out of the room. And, and as the, the front door. <laughs> I love that you're so popular. <laughs> Listen, that door is just ringing. Listen, I, I wish you could see this. They're like people that just want to come see this woman of God. But I'm, I'm sitting, um, I'm sitting in this doctor's office. The doctor takes, has the nurse take the baby, looking at Shelly and I, and he says, "I want you to understand something. Everything that this baby is going through is your fault. Wow. I don't know what's going on in your marriage, but her nerves. Yeah." Her, her emotions are what is inflicting her physically. Yeah. And the environment that this little girl is being raised in is, is poisonous and destructive. Yeah. And her body is screaming that she can't do this anymore. And mm. you are slowly killing this child. Yeah. Uh, with, with the environment wow. that is intoxicated with anger or mm. rage or whatever it is. Because we all we did was fight. I yeah. mean, everything was a fight. We barely talked to each other, all these different things. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm the problem. Yeah. I'll solve it. I'll leave. Wow. And so I'm, I'm going to walk away and end up going to this wedding, get completely blitzed out of my mind. I'm drunk. And, um, my bride, we, I show up to the wedding 45 minutes late. I'm an usher at my cousin's wedding and I have the groom with me <laughs> and he can't even barely walk in 45 minutes late. Everybody's looking at me. I'm the biggest idiot. And. I, I, I shared this earlier, but I didn't go into details. I have three earring holes in my ear. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I was 16 years old, I told my dad, I'm going to go get an earring. <laughs> and he said, okay. I went and got two. 
He said, take one out, uh, take one of those earrings out or move out. I went and got yeah. a third one. No, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Are you serious? Well, I was at church. I was a young married and I just got married an, an incredible man of God. His name's Frank, who had been a spiritual father in my life, um, walks up to me and says, you're married now. You're a man. Mm. And he's like, take out your earrings. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, they were birthed in rebellion. Wow. And he says, and I'm asking for your earrings as a promise to me and as a promise to God that you're not going to live that rebellious. Well, I respected him enough yeah. to just, <clears throat> I'm going to get rid of the earrings. Yeah. I'll put them in later. Just won't let him see me with them. And I took out my three earrings, but then I'm driving, driving home. Shelly and I are having this conversation. She asked, and she said, I think that was a God thing. Mm. And I said, well, I think I just made a commitment to God that, that my life's his, Yeah. even though I didn't submit it to him. So yeah. there's a little bit of details there. Well, at the wedding, I look at my bride and I said, hey, we're going to the reception. I want you to bring my earrings. Because wow. in my mind, I was done with everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm rebelling to God. I'm rebelling against my marriage. I got so drunk. And that picture that I showed you was somebody captured why or how they captured it. I'll never know. But I turned to my bride holding my three-month-old baby girl, Jaden. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I said, I'm done with you. I don't love you. Wow. I don't want to be married to you anymore. Yeah. And sh there's this face of mm -hmm. complete brokenness, a devastation. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to move out the next day. I was packing my bag. She went to church, gave her life to Jesus, literally came home glowing. I mean, yeah. there, was, there was a presence on her that I cannot explain. There was something on her. She was begging me, you got to go to church. You got to, I yeah. said, church hasn't changed nobody's life. <laughs> it's messed up my life. Yeah. I don't need to go to church. And she's like, no, I'm not talking about going to church or a building. I'm talking about you need to go to Jesus. Jesus changed my life. He's changed me. I'm telling you, Jamie, I'm different. You need to go. And she begged me to go. I ended up going with the whole idea. I even put my suitcase in my bag or in my truck. And I was going to go to church. And I was going to basically push God off. And I'm saying, I'm done with him. I've got my earrings in. I'm doing my own thing. I don't want anything to do with you. And the more that I did that during that service, the more he pulled me in. <laughs> I never heard a song sung. I never heard a sermon being preached. Wow. In the middle of my pastor preaching, I got up and went to the altar because the Lord spoke to me. He said, if you come forward, I'll change you. I said, God, if you change me, I don't want to look the same, act the same, talk the same. I don't want to even resemble the same person. Yeah. If you change me, change all of me. I got up and went. In the middle of him preaching, I went down to the altar. God changed everything. At that moment, I'm praying. I'm weeping. I turn around. I realize my bride's kneeling behind me, praying for my feet. Wow. I... I said, hey, we got to do something. I went and got my brother-in-law, who uh, her brother, who was a youth pastor there. He's actually the one who officiated our wedding. And I said, bro, the first time I gave my life to her, in our, we made our vows, I was not serving God. Yeah. I said, I want to start over. I want to redo. Yeah. And I said, I want to redo our vows right now. Wow. And I'm saying <clears throat> yeah. that you're marrying a different person right now. And I'm so sorry. I did. It was a whole lot of weeping, a whole lot of, a lot of apologizing. But that's where the marriage was healed yeah but you go back it started with me yeah it started with me before mm -hmm. the marriage got better yeah it had to be broken to the place where i went okay this has got to be fixed i gave my life to jesus and so i walked into the marriage from that moment on a different person a person that was no longer going to be angry a person that was no longer going to be filled with rage a person that was no longer going to blame her for what i was feeling yeah and I, I just walked in and because 
God started the healing process in me, he now could heal every part of my life. Yeah. Not just my body, but my marriage, my emotions. So many things had to be taking place. Yeah. A month, I, and I didn't share this. I, I share this every once in a while. Uh, a month after getting married, or uh, getting, uh, God get wrecking me and giving my life to Jesus, a month, mm-hmm. I get this, this email, a pornography site. Wow. And I had got, <clears throat> I was addicted to pornography when I was a kid. Wow. Right. And so drugs, alcohol, pornography, all that stuff, just this is what men do. And I get this email back then emails, you had your mouse and it yeah. was dial up. It was slow. Yeah. And I went to click on it. Mm. And all of a sudden I felt like the Lord say, if you lift up your finger and you go into that site, I may not get you back. Wow. And I went, okay. Yeah. And I kicked my computer through. It was great. I mean, I beat the mess out of my computer. Wow. I literally unplugged it. I broke it. I got a bat and destroyed it. Really? And I, I mean, we didn't have TVs at that time. Wow. I dripped, I, I poured every ounce of alcohol. I flushed drugs. I did all this stuff. A month after my bride comes home and the Lord spoke to me, he said, if you confess it to me, I'll forgive it. You confess it to her and I'll destroy it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I tell her, she'll leave me. Yeah. Like there's some things that are private. Yeah. But I found out the power of sin remains or relies on it remaining a secret. Mm. That's what bullies do. You better not tell. Right. Yeah. And as soon as I exposed it, it's no longer between just me and the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's now between me and everyone else that knows. And mm-hmm. people are going to strengthen me. Well, who's the best accountability partner than the person that has the most to lose? Yeah. So she didn't talk to me for four days. I mean, four days. She, For real? I'm telling you, I'm not lying. And I thank God she's Spanish and she's Indian and she's French and she's Italian. And so she has all of the, the strong qualities of a woman. <laughs> she didn't talk to me. She literally made dinner one day and I went to get a plate. She took the plate, threw it away and literally grabbed all the things that she had cooked, threw it into the trash. She said, I didn't make this for you. Uh- <laughs> Went right into her room, closed the door for four days, didn't talk to me. On the fourth, on the end of the fourth day, sat me down on the couch and said, listen, I can forgive you now because you didn't have Jesus fully in your life, but you do it again. I can't guarantee I'll forgive you. Wow. Wow. And so there was a lot of layers yeah. of that healing, but I got real with God. I yeah. got real with my bride and yeah. God got real with us. Yeah. So let me just say this real quick. So uh, Shelly shot her shot. She shot her shot. She shot her shot. So 100%. So are you saying it's okay for women to shoot their shot? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. What? <laughs> Let me explain something real quick, okay? If I don't I don't think that women need to pursue men. Yeah. But if a woman shares, "Hey, this is what I'm interested in." Yeah. Or this is what I you know, I see something yeah. That that hey, I wanna I wanna pursue something in it. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I'm not gonna say this. Let, let me let me let me back that up because I don't want to correct you, but she didn't shoot her sh- her shot. She mm-hmm. passed the ball. That is true. She did. <laughs> she 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 gave me the ball. Yeah. She passed it to me. Yeah. Now it's my opportunity. Yeah. And. In marriage, if you're going to have a successful marriage, mm-hmm. let me explain something. If I'm constantly having to pursue her, yeah. Man, I'm gonna get worn out. Yeah, there's sometimes where if she wants, if she wants me to take out the trash. She all she has to do is start bragging on how man you've been working out. <laughs> Those arms are looking big. Yeah. Oh, you're strong. You're faithful. Thank yeah. you for taking care of us. Yeah. Right. I'll do anything for her. Yeah. Knowing, hey, listen, she recognizes just she's grateful. 
And yeah. so that's what marriage is. It's giving back and forth. It's complimenting all the time. That's good. You have to be willing to do mm-hmm. after you say I do mm-hmm. and yeah. continue to do. Yeah. And so she she shot her shot, but reality is, is hey, listen, this mug got the rebound and dunked. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it is. <laughs> so let's talk about walking in healing and obtaining healing over ourselves, not just through sickness, but through our inward stuff. Yep. You see what I'm saying? We have to be healed inwardly. Let's talk about that. Right. Well, if you don't, yeah. right, if you don't allow that inward healing, mm-hmm. if it doesn't start inside, how's it going to happen outside? That's good. Right? So it's got to start here. Yeah. He's got to he- heal me emotionally. He's got to heal me. I- I'll never have faith if I don't have trust. Yeah. I'll never believe. It's this mindset. So everything starts with this this inward, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think people have a behavior problem. I think they have a belief problem. That's good. The way we believe is ultimately going to determine how we behave. Yeah. And so instantly we're trying to correct behavior problem, but mm-hmm. if we haven't changed the way that we think, right? Yeah. Then we're never going to change the way we behave. Yeah. And so how I think is going to determine what I say. It's going to determine who I'm around. It's going to determine what I do, yeah. my belief in myself. Yeah. My, if if I don't have belief in myself, how can I ever believe in somebody else? That's and good. so my belief in God. Yeah. So it starts this healing process. Like example, mm-hmm. when I gave my life to the Lord, I didn't, I felt like a failure. Mm. Like my whole life I battled failure. I was yeah. going to prove people wrong. Why? Because my biggest battle was feeling like a failure. Yeah. And so I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel like I was worth enough. Yeah. So all of a sudden I give myself to the Lord and, and the, God starts changing and transforming my life. And all of a sudden I feel like God's telling me I am worthy. Mm. I am worth love. Yeah. I'm not a failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so as I begin to believe, if you don't feel like you're worthy, mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you're deserving, mm-hmm. you have a hard time receiving anything. Yeah. So what do you do? You're constantly pushing it away, yeah. rejecting it. Yeah. Right? I don't deserve this. So yeah. Well, all of a sudden you go, well, I I am worthy, and what makes me worthy is not what I'm what I have done, but yeah. it's based on who I am and yeah. who am I? I am a son a son of God. Mm-hmm. And God's not a cheap dad. Yeah. And he's not a deadbeat dad. Yeah. And so he gives good gift to his children who ask. And yeah. so I'm sitting there and I'm just wow. And now. Because I know, okay, God, you love me enough. You've made me worthy. Now, if I need healing, mm-hmm. physical, yeah. if I need a financial miracle, yeah. I don't walk in and be like, hey, Dad, you know, I need something. I know you don't have to do it. Yeah, It's like, God, I need this. Yeah, And if, if, if either you want to provide or you provide me the strength or the ability to make it happen, I'll do whatever you say to me. Yeah, yeah. But Deut- it starts inside. That's good. So Deuteronomy 818. 100% yes. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> Here's the crazy thing is it's making us understand. Mm-hmm. It's healing. So if 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 I have a, a glass and mm-hmm. it's dirty, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I'm talking it's dirty <laughs> from whatever was in it before. Yeah. But it, it was dirty. And all of a sudden, all I do is just dump out the remains. Yeah. And then I feel it with fresh water mm. is the contents of the cup fresh water mm-hmm. yes but it also has everything else yeah the residue of what was left mm-hmm. and so that that healing has to 
clean out yeah. and get rid of yeah. that residue. You got to change the way you speak, the way you talk, the yeah. way you live. Because if not, whatever comes in, it's going to be perverted. That's it's going to be polluted. It's going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so you allow that cleansing, inward healing mm-hmm. to come so that whatever comes in afterwards, yeah. it, it's, not, it's not eroded or eradicated or destroyed because of the remains of what once existed. That's good. That's good. So prayer, faith coexist with healing. It doesn't exist without it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. How do we have the faith to say, God, I'm still going to trust you, even if it's not happening right now? Yeah. How do we have that? Trust is a very confusing thing. Mm-hmm. because what we've been taught is I can trust you as long as you don't let me down. Mm-hmm. I can trust you <clears throat> as long as it ends up benefiting me in the long run. Yeah. But we put an expiration on our trust too. That's good. So we'll be like, God, I trust you, but I'm going to put some stipulations on you. <laughs> so this is what you need to do. Yeah. Right. So example, I, I, w- I own an electrical company. And back in the day, I used to do service work, go to people's houses. And I got so tired of people telling me what I needed to do yeah. to fix their problems. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like, I think if you did this or I think I read a book and I think if you do this <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second, I went to school for five years. Yeah. You're the one who called me mm-hmm. to fix your problems. <laughs> But now you're going to advise me <laughs> on how to fix the problems that you created. Yeah. So I, I created this, this, I, I, I doubled our prices mm-hmm. and I said, listen, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to pay for counseling for myself because these people are driving <laughs> me crazy. They're making me lose my ever loving mind. Yeah. And so I went to this lady's house and the first thing she did is she didn't, she had some lights that wouldn't work. Long story short, her husband had changed switches and. And ever since he did the work, the, the lights wouldn't work. And so she said, hey, my husband wants me to give you this note. And yeah. if you'll just do this, he thinks it'll fix. And I yeah. said, well, how come he, well, he's tried, but it's not working. Mm. I said, ma'am, let me explain something. I charge $179 an hour. Wow. $179 an hour. Whether I'm reading a note yeah. or fixing your problems. Yeah. So I can stand here and talk and I'm not trying to be rude. I'm trying to save you money. I can either do what I've been trained to do and know to do, yeah, or I can do what your husband's advising me to do, and I'll be here for four or five hours. <laughs> and she goes, you charge $179? I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, I'm going to be in the kitchen and let you do whatever you need to do. She <laughs> took, the, took the note away from me. I bet. Within 10 minutes, yeah. I fixed the problem. Wow. 10 minutes. Wow. And he had been doing, trying to figure this thing out for weeks. Wow. 10 minutes, I fixed the problem. I walk in, I give her a bill for $30. Wow. And she said, I thought you said it was $179 minimum per hour. Mm-hmm. I said, you, I'm giving you the, you left me alone discount. <laughs> yeah. How many times do we go to the altar and say, God, listen, I need you to fi- fix, uh, fix my marriage. I need you to heal my life. I need you to do, th- God, we, if you would only do this and this and this and this and this, and all, God's going, wait a second, do you want me to fix it? Yeah. Because if I do what you're telling me to do, it's going to break it worse. Mm-hmm. I need you to leave it alone. Just surrender it to me. And yeah. as you surrender it to me, 
I will have the ability to not only fix, but I'll be able to restore. Yeah. And it'll be better yeah. than it's ever been. But it's in that process where faith and prayer mm-hmm. come in. It's what builds, yeah. right? So faith is built on trust. Yeah. Trust is built on prayer. That's good. I'm never going to trust somebody I don't talk to. <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah. I'm never going to be obedient to somebody I don't talk to. Yeah. And so there are, I'm never going to be obedient to somebody that I don't trust. Yeah. So prayer is starting the conversation. It's mm-hmm. building the relationship. Once that, that, that relationship's built comes the trust. Yeah. But then the trust creates the faith. But mm-hmm. here's what's crazy. Why would I ever start a conversation that I don't believe in? Mm. So it's this complete circle yeah. that I first have to have faith before I start prayer. Yeah. Before I have trust, I have to have prayer. And before I have faith, I have trust. So all of a sudden, it's just working in yeah. itself. And the more you do it, the more it grows. And yeah. as it grows, all of a sudden, wait a second, God's doing stuff that I never even thought <laughs> he could do. Yeah. So you said something, um, surrender, right? Yes. Let's talk about that. A lot of people say, oh, well, I surrendered my life to Christ. Oh, I surrendered it, surrendered this. But I don't think people truly know how to surrender for real, for real. Like they pick, they, okay, God, you got it. But a little piece of them, they still have it. How do we completely surrender everything to God? Because we don't understand the word give. Yeah. Is why people know. Yeah. Okay. I'm a crook. Yeah. God just saved me. Yeah. Okay. I used to know how to rip off a vending machine by getting a brand new crisp dollar bill. <laughs> punching a hole in it, putting a piece of really thin fishing line on it, putting a, pure, a piece of white clear tape, putting mm-hmm. it in the vending machine. The vending machine takes it, all this, and right before it disappears, I hold onto the string, pull yeah. the dollar bill out. I got credit for the dollar, uh-huh. but I never lost the dollar. Yeah, you just gave Luke an idea. <laughs> Luke's like going, man, entrepreneur, there's vending machines all over the state of Georgia. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to buy a bigger house, <laughs> right? Living off of it. Man, mission's given, going through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing from Peter to give to Paul, Paul right? Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, I would empty this machine, mm-hmm. and I would go sell it and make hundreds of dollars off oh, of wow. chips and candy. Sell everything. You want a bag of chips? Here's a dollar. You want some cookies? Here's a dollar, right? Yeah. But I, the vending machine said everything a dollar. Mm. So because I'm a giver, yeah. right before the end the last thing is taken, I'd cut the string and let the dollar go because every I got everything for a dollar. Yeah. Now here's the thing. We never we don't understand surrender because we don't understand give. Give means to relinquish control, exchange ownership, or mm-hmm. to let go. That's good. That's why marriages fail. Yeah. They don't give themselves to each other. Yeah. They let each other borrow their lives mm-hmm. until the other person makes them mad. Mm-hmm. Or the other person hurts them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to work this job until I find something better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to commit to this until there's another option. Yeah. A better suited, a better, uh, an option that's going to bless me. Is it wrong? No, but we don't understand the commitment side of it. So how are we going to ever understand the, the, the surrender side of it? Yeah. So if we give something, it's no longer mine. Yeah. So people will come to an altar and they'll say, here, God, here's my life, (laughs) but there's still a string attached to it. So they Mm -hmm. walk out with it. Mm. They walk up to the altar and say, here's my sin. Yet they find themselves doing the same thing and coming back next week. Yeah. Repenting for the same. They didn't give it. Yeah. They didn't relinquish control. They didn't exchange ownership. They didn't let go. Yeah. They were still in control. Surrender means I'm handing this off. This, I don't even have a say so no more. Yeah. I don't do what I want to do. That's good. I do what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And so that form of surrender. See, 
here's here's the problem. We surrender what we don't want. Yeah. We surrender what we don't need. <laughs> we keep what we do. Yeah. So people we were talking about Jesus. I, I'll surrender my sin, but I'm not going to surrender my dreams. Mm. I'll, I'll surrender my sicknesses, but I'm definitely not going to surrender the things that bring me pleasure. Mm. My, my, hab, my good habits. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. My drinking habits. Yeah. My partying habits. Yeah. My carousing habits. Yeah. Like... I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna surrender my music habits, <laughs> what I listen to or what I watch. Yeah, I'll give him the things like murder. I'll give him the things mm-hmm. like cancer. Yeah, that's what Jesus died for. Jesus didn't die to get your garbage. He died to get your life. Wow, that's good. The problem is, is we've made Jesus our trash man mm-hmm. instead of our savior. That's good. So when we surrender it to Him, it's mm-hmm. His. Yeah, and so. I no longer live, but Christ lives in and through me. Yeah. And so it, it when that surrender, so let me ask you a question. When you surrender and I exchange ownership and I let go mm-hmm. and, and I, I give yeah. right to him, it's now his. Yeah. So whatever he wants to do with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Do you think God, if something's broken, he's going to keep it broken in his hands? Mm-mm. What's he going to do? He's going to fix it. He's going to fix it, right? Yeah. If a marriage is part of that broken life, Mm -hmm. if bad habits, Mm -hmm. depression is part of that person's broken life, what's Mm -hmm. he going to do? He's going to mend it. He's going to mend it. Yeah. But how is he able to fully mend it if it's not fully his? Yeah. He may be able to fix some areas in our life that we've surrendered. Mm Mm-hmm. But he can't fully mend and fully fix and fully restore and fully heal what's not fully his. That's good. That's right. Good. You know what I found out? God doesn't build and God does not restore on somebody else's property. That's good. He's not a trespasser. He's not a trespasser. <laughs> He's a gentleman. Yeah. And if his name's not on the title. Yeah. He can't bless it either. Yeah. That's good. Let's talk about the healing power of salvation real quick. Um, salvation, it come, a healing power sets over you when you yep. give your life over to Jesus. Um, talk about that real quick. The beauty in salvation. Oh, my. Like, that's, wow. <laughs> that could go so many different directions because it's so loaded. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, is what is salvation? Yeah. We made it out to be that we were rescued from destruction. Yeah. We, we look at salvation like we were pulled out of a bad place. Mm-hmm. We look at it like we were saved from, not saved for. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Listen, you don't save things you don't need. Yeah. Well, some people do. Yeah. <laughs> that's another. That's another show. Yeah. Right? That's, another topic. that's hoarding. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because yeah. you're afraid to let go. Yeah. Um, but you you keep things that you need. Yeah. You discard things you don't. Mm-hmm. So if a person is considered saved, and the yeah. word saved, we don't even understand. The Bible says, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word saved is sozo in the Bible. Sozo mm-hmm. means utter and complete redemption. Mm. And that doesn't mean just God cleans you up. Yeah. doesn't mean just God just forgives you and takes out some garbage. Yeah. It means he physically, emotionally, spiritually, yeah. and even financially mm. restores you. That's good. Back to full redemption. That's good. Right? Yeah. And um, full re- uh, restoration. So salvation is the birthplace yeah. for all things great. Yeah. It starts there. But it's the launching for destiny. Mm. 
It's the place of beginning. It's the place of new. It's the place of, of, of better. Yeah. Right. But you have to hit that place. It's going to be a low place. Yeah. And the people say, well, I was, I was at like my lowest place. So I went to, to God. Yeah. The lowest place is that salvation, Mm. but that's where he begins to build you up. And so, uh, I wouldn't have the marriage I have without the salvation I had. Yeah. I would not have the children. I would not have the businesses. I wouldn't have the health. I wouldn't yeah. have the opportunities yeah. without salvation. Yeah. Everything important in my life, everything I love, everything I would be willing to die for today yeah. was created and birthed out of that salvation. That's wonderful. And it's that, it's that good. Yeah. It's that good. It's, it's not about, I mean, people will go down, hey, pray this prayer with me. <laughs> word, saying a word ain't going to change your life if you yeah. don't mean it. That's true. Right? Yeah. It's when you begin to go, I need God more than the air that I breathe. Yeah. I need God more than the beating of my heart. Mm-hmm. I need God more than everything in my life. And all of a sudden you're like, dear God, <laughs> you seasoned everything else. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Let's talk about the healing power of renewing our mind daily. Let's hit that real quick. Yep. That's that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Because we talked about it, the belief. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you were to say the, the, the healing power of renewing our mind, mm-hmm. okay, I, I've been talking a lot. Yeah. Now I want you to, you give me an example mm-hmm. of how God's healed your thought process mm-hmm. and made that mind shift for a yeah. moment. So with my mind, my mindset, my mind process was I always thought I could not, I couldn't do anything unless it had to measure up to somebody else. Right. Yep. I never felt adequate. So God had to shift my mindset and say, I've created you and gave you the power. So I had to daily renew my mind and remove those negative thoughts. I was bullied. I was talked about all those things. So it, it kind of, it dampered me, right? Oh, you didn't have your father. You single parent household, blah, 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 this, this, that. So I never felt adequate. Yep. I always thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to go through. I'm going to be in poverty. I'm going to do this. I got to go to school. But I had to renew my mind and say, I have to put on what God told me to do. So that's how I renew my mind daily, by reading the word, shifting my foundation of what was placed in me and my heart from other people. I had to change my whole foundation up. Yep. So that's how I renew my mind daily. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to take some things out of what you said. Mm-hmm. You said you, you didn't have your dad. Yeah. Come from a single family. Are you an orphan? No. Why? Because I have a mama. You have a mama. Yeah. But you also have a heavenly father. That is true. God's also put other people in your life that, that have fathered true. you and mm-hmm. loved you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So the renewing of your mind was not only things that you began to see and hear, but also things that you began to experience. It began yeah. to change your mind. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Poverty? Yeah. No way. You're going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're not only going to change your financial situation, mm-hmm. but you're the type of person that's going to help change other people's financial situations. Mm-hmm. People that are listening on this, you're going to have creative ideas. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Is getting people to think. Yeah. Deeper. Yeah. Beginning to think clearer. Yeah. Right? Taking different sides, even though we think different. We're so afraid yeah. of, of conflict. Yeah. I've just found out in order to think different, I have to realize I'm not 100% right in my thinking. Yeah. I don't understand everything. I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And somebody may know better. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's about what you read. It's about what you listen to. Mm. Right. If all I'm, that's why it's so important. Like what's feeding you, whatever you fill yourself up with, you'll be full of. Yeah. That's good. Whatever you fill yourself up with, you'll be full of. What do I mean? 
if all you're listening to is music that's negative, yeah. what are you going to be? Yeah. Positive? You're going to wake up and say, I'm going to change the world. And all I've heard about is hatred and yeah. venom and division. Yeah. And no. Yeah. You're going to be intoxicated with that. If all you're watching is murder and all you're watching is chaos and yeah. all you're watching is, are you going to wake up and have a different outlook on the world? That's good. No, that's going to be your imagery. Yeah. Like you've got to, that's the importance of what you're filling yourself up with. You've got to surround yourself with people that will change your mind. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. People that will look at you. We have enough Simon Cowles in the world. <laughs> yeah. That are like, I don't know who told you that you could sing, but you are the worst singer in all of the galaxy. And if there's other planets, you'd be the worst on that planet. Yeah. We have so many people that try to bring us back to, to earth. Yeah. And, and remind us of our flaws yeah. instead of reminding, reminding us of our opportunities. Yeah. That's good. I may not be good at everything. Yeah. But I'm going to be good at something. That's good. And you got to begin to, and, and getting into the word mm -hmm. and the word begins to get in you. And all yeah. of a sudden it says, be no longer conformed to the, to the image of this world. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It means you're fitting into a place. Mm. You know what this world is great at? Yeah. Finding certain people, categorizing them either, either as athletes or as businessmen mm -hmm. or as, you know, these people are smart or these yeah. people are successful, right? Yeah. And so you have to become just like them in order to do it. Hmm. Let me give you an example. There was a slogan saying, be like Mike. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to be like Mike. Like Mike. Do you really want to be like Michael Jordan? Yeah, he plays game good. Yeah. But that man's walked through hell and high water. Yeah. And what we've tried to do is tried to, you wear this, mm -hmm. you got to dress this way. You got to act this That's way. You got to listen this way. You got to yeah. walk this way. You got to wear these kind of shoes. Mm -hmm. If you don't wear these kind of shoes, you ain't nobody. The yeah. reality of it is, is we have destroyed creativity in order to, to, uh, to become like everyone else. Yeah. That's good. We've destroyed individuality. Yeah. And we're just saying, Hey, you got to do this. Well, you want people that are going to pull you out of that. Yeah. You want teachers in your life that aren't going to teach you the way to think. They're going to teach you how to think. Yeah, that's good. And you want people that are going to be in your life saying, hey, listen, if you believe in yourself enough and mm -hmm. you work hard enough, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. But you can't, you can't allow these other things. And so the, it starts, but you says, be no longer conformed to the image of this world or the yeah. pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? How do you begin to change the way you think? It's begin, you begin to get new perspectives Yeah. and other people, you allow people yeah. into your life to say, Hey, listen, you know what? That's great. One plus one equals two. Yeah. But so does two plus zero. <laughs> so does four minus two. Yeah. There are a lot of ways to get to this. <laughs> yeah. You're only looking at one way. That's good. And that may not be your best option at all times. Mm -hmm. You got to be open yeah. to learning new ways. Yeah. That's real good. That's real good. I'm going to hit it real quick, okay? You do it. Um, let's hit on how God healed you physically. Um, let's hit that real quick. Yep. Physically healing. Because August was hell on earth for me. Yeah. Um. Got COVID for the second time, the, the new variant evidently, uh, had it, had it back in 2019 before you ever heard anything yeah. about it. Lost my taste, got sick two wow. weeks. My son got sick. My daughter got sick. My dad got sick. And I mean, for 
two to three weeks, we were sick. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, August, come home, uh, my bride's uh, mom, who is a, probably one of the greatest spiritual heroes in my life, yeah. passes away on August 2nd. And um, on August 3rd, my son comes down with COVID. I come down with it on the third, on the sixth with my daughter. In the first five days, it's the flu. We're sick. Yeah. But on the same day as my my uh, mother-in-law's funeral, my bride had to go by herself. She had to quarantine. We were all sick. We couldn't go. And as this this we're watching it online, I, I feel myself. I can't breathe. Mm. And I'm taking these. Yeah. Shallow breaths. Yeah. And I can feel all of a sudden my mind's playing tricks on me. I'm hallucinating. Yeah. And I physically can't move. And I'm trying to think, how do I, what do I need to do? And, and my bride comes home after burying her mom wow. to find me literally incapacitated where I can't, I can't move. I can't breathe. Takes me to the emergency room the next day, right outside of the emergency room as we're getting ready to park and pull in one of my dearest friends man of god says don't take him in there yeah uh our doctor who is an incredible man of god says bring him to my office he gave me some shots <laughs> right in my room literally <laughs> dropped my pants in the middle of his parking lot stuck three needles yeah. in my butt and uh took me home said don't take him to the hospital get him to the get him home we'll get some oxygen on him and that was thursday on or on that was friday on saturday uh i was sick yeah my faith was weak yeah my faith was exhausted i yeah. couldn't pray for myself but i heard my bride turned on our Bluetooth speaker and all of a sudden the song come on. Don't tell me he can't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me he can't do it. Yeah. And she walks in her hands dripping of, of anointing oil, olive oil. She puts one on my head, rips the covers off, pulls the socks off my feet, puts oil, oil on my feet and starts just reminding wow. God, you promised yeah. God, you promised you yeah. said that there's more to do. We haven't seen these things. And she's not reminding God. God's never forgot, but yeah. we have. Yeah. And sometimes we will lose focus of what he's called us to mm -hmm. based on what we're going through. That's good. And we're like, oh, uh, maybe he's not a man, of, a God of his word. Yeah. And she starts reminding me and she starts screaming, what's next? What's next? What's next? All of a sudden, my oxygen level goes up. Mm. I mean, literally starts creeping up. They couldn't get it uh, above the low uh, 80s. It starts creeping up into the high 80s. It gets into yeah. the low 90s. Then all of a sudden, my heart rate was down in 42. It was down into 56, then or up into 46, up to 53, and went into the 60s after her prayer. Wow. And then, man, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I have some complications for my lungs, so I go in. I get this x-ray of my, my right shoulder that's been hurting, and they or both shoulders that have been hurting in my lungs, and they find a six-millimeter nodule. Wow. That had grown on my lungs. Wow. And the doctor uh, that was taking the, the x-rays instantly, you got to be careful who you allow to speak in your life that because they will sentence you to death. <laughs> he basically said there's three options, and I think it's one of the two, yeah. and one of the two ain't good. You, it, lung cancer is not a good thing, and wow. you will not last long. Wow. And uh, a week and a half, I'm dying waiting yeah. for this CAT scan and waking up at 3 o'clock every morning, 302, 302, 302. I don't know what 302 is. I looked through scriptures that said 302. I mean, <laughs> I've looked through everything. 302, waking up, looking at my bride, tears running down my face because I'm wow. about to die. Wow. Going out, standing outside of my son's room, opening the door. He's still sleeping. Just looking at my son saying, I'm about to die. Yeah. And I'm trying to create a bucket list. Mm. What do I got to do before I die? I haven't even been told I'm dying. Yeah. I've already sentenced myself. I'm dead. <laughs> Right? Isn't yeah. that what we do? Yeah. That's part of that mind. Yeah. We constantly have to grow. Yeah. And we're constantly learning. And uh, they do the CAT scan. 
and my doctor, incredible man of God, he calls me, and, and the first time he calls me, it hangs up, and I'm like, oh God, and he's crying. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna tell me I'm dead. And I'm sitting in the car with my bride, and I put my head down, and tears are already dripping down my eyes. She's crying, and uh, all of a sudden, he calls back, and he, he calls me a champion. Yeah. <laughs> this, he's just such a cool man, but he's like, champion. God bless you. Wow. And he's like, God, God's doing it. And he's like, listen, it's not just, it's not six millimeter. There's multiple three millimeters. <laughs> and he's like, but listen, because of who you are, you don't smoke, you don't do all these different things. We've labeled them as B9. Wow. You, there's no follow-up. There's nothing else. You're healthy. You're yeah. moving. And I sat there, and I'm, we called our family, we called our son, our daughters, and we're just weeping in this car. And I said, man, I had to be, I had to get a, a death notice, basically, Yeah. before I started living. Wow. I've done great things, yeah. but I've not been intentional. I've been busy, I've been active, but I've been not, not been intentional. That's good. And I, I looked at my bride, and I gathered a couple of rules. The first rule is I'm going to have a, I'm going to live a life bigger than a bucket list. Mm. Yeah. My bucket list will fail in comparison to the things that I did when I lived. Yeah. The other thing is I'm going to live as if I was dying. Yeah. Because I am. Yeah. One day with these these days I'm going to die. Yeah. But I'm going to live in such a way. Yeah. And so I saw God physically heal me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it went. I have pictures of, <laughs> I don't have them. My doctor has a picture of a six millimeter in my lungs on my wow. top right. And then all of a sudden there's multiple. I don't know how many multiple is. <laughs> yeah. But there are three. If God divided them, he separated yeah. them. I don't know what he did. He's doing something. I don't have cancer. My yeah. lungs are good. They're getting better. But it started in me. God yeah. was, when my faith was exhausted, Yeah, I still had to believe. During that week and a half, I wasn't reaching out to people and yeah. calling them. And the reason being is because if they won't fight for me while I'm a living, why would they fight for me if I'm dying? That's good. I had to fight for me. I had to fight for Jamie. I had to pick up my, some things people can't do for you. Yeah. And I just had to get obnoxious about living and saying, yeah. you know what, God, you ain't done. Yeah. You didn't you didn't heal me of COVID and ammonia and all this stuff in order to let me go this way. God, this too shall pass. And I just started reminding myself and and that's where I've been. But God's done some supernatural. I've seen blind eyes open. I've yeah. seen I, I shared it earlier as I've seen a man who was in ICU in a coma on ventilators. The only reason he was breathing is because of a ventilator pushing oxygen into his lungs. Wow. Went to pray for his family as they unplugged him. And we showed up late. Family wasn't there. Long story short, we started praying. God brought him back. He lived three more years. He, wow. we, we actually, uh, I'd have to find it, but we have a signed death certificate wow. without a, a, a timestamp because the doctor signed it and said, as soon as you unplug it and he completely passes, mm -hmm. he said, he told the nurse, write down the date, wow. write down the time. He lived three more years. Wow. Praise gave God. his life to Jesus. Praise God. But it's, I've seen God do too much to ever doubt him. Yeah. That's good. I've seen him do too much to yeah. ever doubt him. I'm going to post part one still. Come on. I'm going to still post part one. Yes. He's been talking a lot. You got to preach tonight. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Let's go. Let's go. Tonight. So I'm going to give you a break, okay? Okay. I'm going to post part one. All I want you to do is tell everybody where they can find you at on social media. Absolutely. So I'm all over social media. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, on on uh, TikTok. That's a new thing. <laughs> He's a um, TikToker. But I'm not going to dance. I promise you. I'm not going to. There ain't he none of it. Never say some, I ain't. We got. <laughs> 
You gonna be dancing? I'm gonna be dancing. I'm gonna be dancing. I got too. I got too many uh, yeah. women in my life that love to dance. Uh, my bride and my girls and my baby, my grandbaby. But uh, everything's under Jamie Montera. J A Y M E Montera. M O N T E R A. Everything's just simple, straight. Jamie Montera. We have a. Uh, uh, YouTube that it's called absence of perfect because people see a polished me yeah on a stage yeah and they don't sit, get to see real life yeah and with my family and so we wanted to see what it, our lives look like absence of perfect we talk about fear we talk about different things uh, it's on YouTube we're going to be good. starting to download a ton of new content yeah um, and so they can find us on absence of perfect go subscribe like all those different things on YouTube and then um, just come be my friend. That's the biggest thing and lots of just real life. You're not going, you're going to see health coaching. You're going to see uh, as an evangelist, you're going to see more, more than all of that. You're going to see a dad. You're going to see a husband. You're going to see a grandfather, but you're going to see me. That's good. That's good. Yep. I thank you for coming. Oh, are you kidding me? Thank <laughs> you for letting me come. We yeah. talked about this first. I was more nervous than. than no, I ain't sure. Listen, how are you going to lie to your audience? I was more nervous. You had butterflies. Than... I had geese in no, my stomach. It was the other way around. It was the other way around. No way. I am honored. Yeah. Because I see what's in your life. Yeah. And you're going to change the world and you're already doing it. Yeah. And somebody's going to listen to this and yeah. they're going, their, their world's going to be tipped on its edge. Oh, yeah. And they're going to realize that they've not done too much. Yeah. They've not gone too far. Yeah. They've not, they've not been thrown away. God's got a plan for their life. And that's because of your willingness. Yeah. And I know that this is so much more. You do so much with yeah. this and it's going to continue to elevate, but you're going to change the world. And yeah. so I'm the honored one. Yeah. I appreciate you. Come on. I love you, girl. Most definitely. With all Thank my heart. You. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. Absolutely. We're going to pray this on end.